what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focusing on home technology, helping provide you and our fellow brothers and sisters in tech with some assistance and discussion along the way. Technology continues to race forward at an incredible pace. And while it's easy to see all the good that can come from faster tech evolution and development, are there also some downsides to that fast pace of technology? That's what we're here to talk about today. Hi, everybody. This is Alan Jackson and also Brian Jackson with Brothers in Tech. Brian, how you doing? Alan, I am doing really, really well. I have uh, I have a beer in hand and yeah, I am I talking that. to it with my, my brother, uh, which yep, is something me. I look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh, I, and, and you, and I'm talking with you as well. And uh, <laughs> now this is, uh, I, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be an interesting topic and slightly different than our usual. So, uh, so I'm kind of excited to, to see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we, we want to kind of open this up to just more of a, an open discussion. And actually, we're kind of prodded along a little bit. You know, uh, we had our guest with us for the last two weeks. And uh, again, we had our, our meeting, Brian and I did our weekly uh, business meeting for the podcast and decided that, yes, we felt like Mike could come back again. And so we've brought uh, Mike Garachi back in again. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for the, the three Bitcoins for being here. I appreciate that. Well, <laughs> That's right. I mean, let's let's be honest with Mike. We you're you're invited back one of two reasons: either you've done really well, or we think you needed another shot at it to see if you <laughs> yeah. can get it right. Or somebody, so, or somebody else I, fell through, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's one of those. Well, okay, one of the three. <laughs> one of the three. All right. <laughs> no, I'm happy to be here. No, we, uh, we, thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, sure, and we and we really, I mean, in all seriousness, we wanted to bring you on because actually. Uh, you brought up something that I think is worth us talking about. And, you know, Brian, you and I have been doing shows on technology here for, you know, over a year, probably about a year and a oh, half now. We've been doing or so. Yeah. Yeah. These conversations and we love it. We love talking technology. We love talking about what technology is doing and new advances in technology. But, you know, Mike, Mike brings up a, 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 a something to, to ponder and talk about. And I think it's worth us discussing is, you know, as we talk about this fast pace of technology development and thing, how we're moving forward, what what do we need to be concerned about? Yeah, because I, yeah. I do think that's a big question. Mike, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, and I'd love to all of us kind of chime in and discuss Pose, this pose the issue theory. for us, Mike. Well, yeah. Get us thinking. <laughs> well, you know, I want to start by saying, you know, I mean, I'm a tech optimist, so I really do feel like, like, Technology is going to solve a lot of our problems. And, you know, there are people out there that are mm-hmm. saying, no way, it's, you know, it's not going to solve climate change. And, but you know what? It's going to mitigate a, a lot of the effects of climate change. It's going to help us, you know, solve the clean water issues. And so I, I really do feel like technology is good, ultimately. But okay. but run amok, not- right? Run amok and without sort of care and proper oversight. And, and to be honest, sort of like, the money game and the amount of money that is to be made in technology threatens, you know, threatens to kind of throw that off. It's not all going to be good. And so I just, I feel like, you know, I'm not a tinfoil hat wearer. I don't want people to unplug and, and, and check out and, you know, go off the grid, but I just feel like the the best thing we can do is we can 
tell people like there are some threats and it just helps to understand them so that you know how to confront them or you know how to talk about them or, or research them because uh, you know I, I'm a I'm a faculty in in university uh, of web design you'd think well why you know why don't you just talk about web design well how could I teach students about web design without talking to them about you know some of these perils some of the the problems and some of the responsibilities that come with developing online content and, and managing online services. And so um, I guess like what, where it all started for me was when I started about 10 years ago to kind of choose that topic of online privacy as one of my areas of research. Cause I had sort of, you know, was looking for some area to kind of dive into and it was really, really, really eye opening when you really dig down deep and you look at the history of, of privacy and the history of things like facial recognition and data collection, and then the resale of our personal information, it's a little frightening, right? It's a little frightening. And I know what the counter arguments are. And, and for a lot of my life, I'm like, yeah, it's okay that Apple knows, you know, Apple knows what I like to watch and listen to and read in the news app, right? You know, like, yeah, I, they have a pretty accurate picture of me. But where I get a little freaked out is this idea that really all of our personal information, where we live, who we live with, you know, who we're married to, our kids, our pets, where we shop, what we buy, like more and more that gets commoditized, that gets packaged up and sold up to the highest bidder. And that gets sold up and, you know, that gets packaged up and sold to the highest bidder. So it, again, it's not a big deal for me to, to have a loyalty card at a, at a store that I shop at until I realize that that store is probably selling that to somebody higher up the chain. And, you know, eventually it's going to get to Amazon, Google, Facebook, Apple, and Microsoft. I mean, when you get to the top of the food chain, there's very few organizations that have the purchasing power and the just the sheer infrastructure of essentially owning all of our data, that and the government, right? And we got to assume at some point that the government is, is right, also sort of owns that much information about us. And, you know, that for me, it's like, well, the government, you know, is the government going to resell my information to, you know, to, to another government? No. I mean, they're using it for Homeland Security and those kind of things. And, you know, my brain's like, well, okay, right? If they can do it to me, they can do it to somebody that actually is going to do something horrible. But where it, where it gets to me is that going back to the idea that, okay, so I have a loyalty card because it gets me a few discounts is that really does get packaged up and sold and it does eventually end up in the hands of, of Amazon. And yeah, Amazon knows a heck of a lot about me. Um, and, you know, again, we think of Amazon as an online store, but Amazon is like one of the number one web service providers. So again, I just, I think the, I'll stop blathering and just get to the point, which is, you know, Google, Microsoft, Apple, it's not just that they own a search engine or a social media network. I mean, they own infrastructure. So they own the bits that move across the internet and they just have a much deeper, more personal, uh, personal portrait of all of us than we really think. And if you want proof of that, you know, I, so I teach a class on digital literacy and this is what really got me started down this field. And then I'm going to let you guys talk for a minute. But, you know, I come oh, in, no, on, this is great. I, I come in on the first day of class and, and I didn't do this today, but I will look up what, what the last um, quarter revenue report was for Facebook. And, you know, it's astounding, uh, even with Facebook slowly kind of 
falling out of favor, but they own so many other properties that people don't realize that really, right. You're, you're constantly sort of in touch with Facebook, whether you're a, a member or not. And so, you know, I come into class and I say, okay, well, as of, you know, Q, the end of Q2, uh, Facebook made a net profit, not a gross profit, but a net profit of $20 billion. And I said, so, you know, how many of you paid Facebook this, this last quarter? And, you know, no hands go up because Facebook is free. And I said, well, then how did they make $20 billion? And, you know, the smart students or the students that are sort of tuned in will say, they sold us, right? Like, and that's exactly the answer is we are not Facebook's customers. We are Facebook's products. And I don't mean to pick on Facebook, although I kind of like to, <laughs> but it's, it's Apple. They have a lot of reasons. It's Apple, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, and, you know, even Twitter now. And w- when you think about it, there's like five or six really, really big tech companies that have the, the, the money and the infrastructure to basically own us. And I just think that, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you know, again, people say, well, I got nothing to be ashamed of, but you know what? Someday you're going to need to help switch healthcare providers or, you know, someday you're going to need a business loan. And the fact that they do know everything about you actually could impact your life. Um, so I just feel like, again, I sound a little bit like I put on the tinfoil hat, but you just, you do need to be aware that it's not the individual organization like my grocery store. It's the fact that you know, somebody owns them and somebody owns them and somebody owns them that, that technology is sort of not being watched carefully enough. And if you look at the news and you look at what Washington's trying to do and, and, you know, Bernie Sanders at the forefront saying, look, we got to do something about it. I'm kind of in that camp, which is, it does need to be looked at. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, no, wow. I'll, I'll be honest I'm, with you, Alan, yeah. I'm, I'm getting ready to go live in my van <laughs> and uh, live down by the river after <laughs> I just canceled my Facebook account. So, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think you're, uh, you're, 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 you are not wrong whatsoever. So, Alan, tell me, tell me, tell me your take on that. Tell me your take on what Mike. Just I said. no, I mean, look, I, I, I had to kind of make peace with myself probably a few years ago when I when I started to realize that look, uh, privacy as we really know it is not is is, is not is not something I can count on anymore uh, with my online life. And I know, yeah, you, you started to see when the, the big players started to be those, those five you mentioned, you're right. Everything started to flow up to those five. And when data became just so important, personal data for everybody, I mean, ha- who hasn't been a little freaked out when, you know, you, you're searching online or you go on a website and all of a sudden an ad pops up that was for something that you, Mention, mention maybe Don't on your voice right correct somewhere in your room right. as something that you're curious about that's the kind of wake-up calls where people start to realize how interconnected everything is and how those big players do have that access um i you know i remember i remember teaching a a little class to some high schoolers uh years ago this is oh gosh this is at least 10 12 years ago i was brought in to talk to kids about a uh, online activity and think about your online activity. And I, I basically was just letting them know that, look, you know, in the future, when you guys are applying for jobs, your employer just does a simple Google search for your name and some picture you thought you'd put up uh, from a spring break you took or a, a party and you thought was harmless to put up on a page that's now available for everybody. Okay. Well, that was 12 years ago. I was telling people that I was saying, look, yeah. kids, you got to start yeah. watching out for this stuff. 
it's only gotten worse and, and that's not going to change anything. So I, um, I echo everything you said, Mike, I completely agree. I've, I've found myself almost having to just dumb myself down from saying, look, I, I know that anything I do online, it's out there. People are, it's, it's, it's going to be trackable. It's going to be, people can find out anything they want to about me. I do have to, I do have to make myself very mindful of what I elect to submit to my digital life and not. And I think I've been, I've become a little more private in my, what I'm willing to share or subscribe to or visit because that's in the back of my head. And, uh, but what's the, I mean, I hate saying what's the solution because there's not really one right. other than we just disconnect and well, you know I, put up a wall between ourselves and what we decide to sh- to provide and do online. Well, I, I, it's a good question. I think most of the academics in the world see that there needs to be sort of a a a, a digital rights uh, proclamation, mm-hmm. right? I'm trying to think of what the word is, um, but there needs to be essentially a law. And again, I'm not necessarily a, somebody that's pro regulation, but I am in this case because we should have some control over our personal information. Like I, I agree with you that, you know, I've made peace with Apple and Amazon, you know, sort of having a pretty clear picture of me. I've made less peace with Facebook and to some degree, Google. Although I, again, there's like Google, what am I going to do? Right. Um, cause I can't live without certain Google services and apps, especially as a web developer. So, but yeah, my point is, is that we, there should, oh, it's a bill of rights. We should have a digital bill of rights that does, okay. that, that just guarantees us a certain level of access to that information and the right to not have it shared. And I think really that's kind of what, I mean, this is timely for all of us because we're actually seeing this bear out in a corporate uh, sense where Apple and Facebook are now at war because Apple's actually trying to do more to protect us, right? With the new versions of the iOS and the Mac OS, they want to let us know who's watching. And who was the most vocal opponent of that? Facebook, because they're always watching. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not a Facebook user, yeah. right? They have enough properties where they are watching because that's their that's how they make their money. It's their business model. They're an advertising company and they're selling us. And Again, there's a perfectly legitimate and good use for Facebook. It allows me to, you know, share things with my family and check in on my nephews and nieces. But um, I just don't think they get a run amok, right? So, and, and and again, they have been forced over time to do stuff like let you see the information they have and those kind of things. But the fact of the matter is, is that once, so if I remember correctly from the latest time I had to study the Facebook uh, end user license agreement, which is a joy, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you can you, some good nighttime reading. Yeah, so, right, you yeah. can tell, you know, you can tell Facebook, uh, to, to not keep stuff about you from your personal account, things I've posted, that kind of stuff. But as soon as that gets shared to someone else on your network or whatever, then it's Facebook says, game. that's all fair game. That's, we can't control what other people post about you or even if it's your own stuff. So, See, right. It's, it's run amok. Yeah. I think that's part of the challenge too, just because, you know, we, I've used services, I've signed up for services and there's many of them provide some sort of way of saying, Hey, look, I want you to keep my data private, right? I don't, I don't allow you to share my data with things. The problem is, and so some people feel like, okay, well, obviously I'm safe if I'm checking that box all the time and making sure that I say, keep my private, my data safe. But because it's the, the world wide web, 
there's so many connection points that it's just, you may have right. checked off and like prevented one group from not sharing your data, but that doesn't mean that they don't have an affiliation or there's some linkage with another site that actually is able to share your data over. And it's just, you know, we don't have that universal protection. And that's the problem is that it well, just takes like, one bad actor yeah, like, to all of a sudden have all of the access to everything we've got out there. Well, it's like, it's like you, you're, you're in a room and you've and you purposely have locked the door, but yet you're allowing anyone to look in the windows, right? Yeah. So you're kind of saying, yeah. "Oh no, no, you know, no one can get in here," but everybody's looking, yeah. and you're not right. closing the curtains, right? It's like there are so many different ways that people could see what you're doing and and track what you're doing. I mean, to me, I I I also get it, and I have kind of given up a little bit in terms of, you know, realizing yes. Amazon, you know, I have echo dots throughout my house, right? I realize they're listening to everything that I'm doing. I realize that, you know, luckily I'm not that interesting of a person, you know, that they're going to uh, learn a lot, <laughs> no but kidding. I also, but, <laughs> 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 yeah, well, um, but I also say, you know, we have to keep in mind there is trade-offs, right? There's pros and cons for this whole deal, right? The more information Google knows about me, the more, the easier it is for me to do things, right? You know, when I type in something on Google, it means that first search result is going to be tailor-made to me. It's going to be a local thing because it knows where I am. It's going to be something I've searched searched for more recently because it wants me to not have to scroll as much. So there there are things that I get out of it. Um, So I go back to maybe Mike, where you mentioned, I, I agree there needs to be some more regulation, but I'm not really sure it's an issue of regulation or rather an issue of education, right? Because regulation, I mean, how many of us have ever read the privacy agreements, you know, other than Mike, who seems to do this at night, you know, to to put himself to sleep, right? Um, But I mean, we all download an app and we click okay and we click accept, 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 and then we go on with it, right? Um, So quite honestly, the regulation is probably there or a quite a bit of regulation is there. It's just that we are not educated to what that regulation is or we're completely lazy and don't want to deal with the regulation, right? I mean, that's unfortunately the sad part. It's just like we talked about in our last episode. It's passwords, right? Well, passwords are an issue only because we don't want to go through the effort we don't want to of having a really strong password, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if everybody had really strong passwords and was willing to do very regulated use of it, then it's not really a concern, right? But there's bad actors out there and there's bad actors that are going to use what we give them. Unfortunately, we're giving them a lot more than we think we're giving them. And that's the issue. I think there's a, it's really an issue of education. Um, so when, you know, when we talked about this, Mike, I, I just wanted to kind of say, you know, we were thinking, we were each like, well, what's our concern? My concern, web web is one of them, but I feel like web is one that I've, I'm decently educated about. I know a lot of people aren't, but it, again, Alan was talking about this 10, 12 years ago to high schoolers. I kind of have an idea that anything that I touch online, I think pretty much know that people can get access to, right? What I get more scared about is what we don't know, which is the fact that we're carrying these devices around with us all day long. And that is tracking where we're going. It's tracking where we've been. It's, you know, it's letting people know. So when you start, when you bring up the idea that, hey, I'm going to change healthcare providers in the future. And what if that healthcare provider can pull up the fact that I, you know, happen to travel to this location you know, within the last three years, and it says, you must be a risk taker, I'm not going to give you the correct, you know, exactly. all of a sudden, everything that it knows about you, 
That's what gets me more yeah. concerned is the fact that yeah. we're getting tracked outside of just a web presence. So to me, when I open up a computer, I feel like I'm somewhat educated on how am I going to keep myself somewhat um, in line or at least you know, as a uh, keep my, uh, my information private or know what's getting out there. What's crazy is that the fact that all those Echo Dots I have in my house and the fact that my iPhone that I carry with me, the fact that I have a, a tile tracker on my, you know, on my keychain, all of a sudden it's, it's location that is starting to be the valuable information. It is. Right. Right. It when is. did someone walk in your store so that I can pop a little notice on their phone that says, Hey, here's a coupon for the store that you just walked in. It's like, Oh, that's awesome. That's super convenient. Oh crap. How did you know I was here? Right. Right. <laughs> that's a problem. It's an interesting okay. story too. I mean, I don't want to take us on a tangent, but, um, the whole idea of you walking in someplace and getting an immediate sort of response goes back to the nineties in Vegas when, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. this is really the start of, of where, um, marketing and like the commercialization of our identities took play. Cause Vegas had overdeveloped. They had taken the wrong marketing strategy in the nineties to turn it into a family friendly place. And it turns out that families don't want to take their kids to Vegas and so the the whole marketing effort bombed and there's huge decline. So the casinos, again, going back to the idea that it's that there is an individual entity like Caesar's Palace in this case that built like a license plate recognition and facial recognition so that they could like greet you at the door and give you free chips. That was their model. But And that was great if you were a Caesars Palace fan and you went in there once a year and they gave you a hundred free bucks and, and uh, you know, an upgrade to your room. Perfect. But then they all realized that they could band together and they could make money by selling that. And that's my whole point is, is that it's good in a particular moment, but we really don't understand the long-term ramifications. Yeah. And Brian, you're absolutely right. I think there's actually something in the news today where there's been sort of a, a an outcry from some UK and American you know, uh, scientist or something that says, um, we really shouldn't be able to track everywhere people have been, um, because the long-term ramifications of, of that kind of detail does affect us in terms of, you know, employment, healthcare, these kind of things long, long-term. And it just can't, right. It just, it just can't be unregulated or unmonitored as these companies pass around our, our very personal details. How often you go to the gym? Or in my case, how often I don't go to the gym and how often I go to the pub instead. So that's right. Like all that stuff seems innocuous and maybe even incentivized by getting a, a discount or earning points, right? Uh, uh, loyalty points and those kind of things. But 10, 20 years from now, uh, we don't even know what we're in for. We don't even know how that's going to be uh, uh, affect us. And I'll get one more thing, which is like the insurance companies, the car insurance companies now are really pushing this you know, you put the thing in your car that lets us track you and you're going to save money. They know that they're not going to cut back on premiums because they know people don't drive well. (laughs) And they know that they can actually charge them for how bad they drive um, while also being able to sell their data to somebody else like Google, um, just to choose one, um, on, you know, where they travel on a weekly basis. So, right. It's, it's, there's, I mean, we're, we are being tricked quite a bit. And you're right. There's the short-term benefit, but the long-term loss for us. And I think just one more thing is I think what I've learned in all of this is you just got to learn where your line is. Like you, you got to learn for me, what's, what's too much, right? Like, where am I 
perfectly okay with, with, you know, so Brian and I have had a brief debate. Like I don't do the Amazon <laughs> echo because I actually don't want yeah. Amazon to listen to what I, what happens in my house for whatever reason. Sure. That's my line. Yep. Yeah. People got to understand their line and then they got to educate themselves on how to defend that line. Uh, I think you're exactly right. I mean, it's just, again, like I said, I, 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 I gave up on the idea of trying to keep my online life locked and private. I just now have shifted gears to being more manageable, being more concerned and focused on what I decide to do online Mm -hmm. uh, instead of uh, trying to lock it all down just because I know it's, it's kind of a fruitless, uh, fruitless pursuit. Um, So I think it sounds, so it sounds like Mike, the biggest thing that I think people could do if they're concerned about this or really want to see some action taken is to help support whatever efforts may be trying to be built up on bills or, you know, there are some politicians who are trying to yeah. build up something that would resemble a digital bill of rights for individuals yep. and help support that or help champion that if you feel the same way we do, that this is something that's going to need to happen, uh, before too long. So. And, and education. And education. Right? So, right? and educate yourself a little bit on some of these things. And some of them are going to be eye opening. Uh, I know a few things that have really made me kind of shudder, you know, when I think about, oh my gosh, they, they know that <laughs> that's a really concerning thing. Uh, and I also think you, you know, Mike, you talked about, um, you know, at the beginning that you're a big proponent of technology. Technology is doing a lot of great things. I'm a, I'm a big believer that yes, there is a pro and a con for everything that's out there in terms of technology, right? I mean, someone could argue, listen, the fact that we could track your, your phone also means that when someone steals your phone that you could potentially go find it it also means that if you know someone were to mug you we might actually be able to track that person's phone and know who was there within you know within reach of you and be able to get that there there's a pro and a con and, and the sad part is that pro is often used to ignore the con yeah. right as we kind of say oh look at the shiny thing what could happen whereas we need equal amounts of look at that thing that could happen <laughs> on the other side, right? The fact that, hey, by the way, we can track you. And if someone were to hack into that track and they realize that you go to this preschool every single day at 8 a.m., you must be dropping off a kid. And that's where I'm going to, you know, that's where I'm going to find your child, right? And I'm going to make sure I'm there mm-hmm. in order to to be able to, um, you know, kidnap your child, right? Ooh, so of course, there's the pro and the con, right? Yeah, yeah. The pro yeah. And the con I went really dark there. So. <laughs> it's, late. it's late. I know, Alan. It's much later for you, but but you got to be. You got to take a look and say, you know, am I willing to give up the possibility of this thing in order to gain the possibility of that thing? And you're right, Mike. There is a line. There's got to be a line, right? You know, I uh, I I am okay with the fact that my phone can be tracked, right? I also am going to make sure though, that there is some level of security. Now, whether that's me going with an Apple product, cause I'm more confident in their use of that, or whether it's me making sure that, you know, I don't take the phone everywhere and that I do disconnect a little bit. I mean, there is going to be some line that you say, there are things that I, if I'm educated about what possibly could happen, I can start to make a few better decisions on, you know, where I am, what I do and what I'm, what I have with me when I do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good point. And, you know, again, this is a movement. I mean, we're, here we are in the, in the, you know, the first quarter of 2021 apples come out strong on the privacy side, right? 
and that's just I think something that they understand can be their brand. So you know, there's a there's a monetization or a commercialization of privacy, but I do think Apple has mostly good intentions. And they understand that that could be a part of their brand. Like, no, actually, we respect your privacy. And so all that to say is that some of these new things that are coming out just literally in in the early half of 2021 with Safari and the iOS, where they are going to let you know if somebody's watching you, right? Watching your online behavior is sharing your information. That's huge. It's like, that's huge. All Mm -hmm. all people have to do if they have any concerns about this is just upgrade your browser and, and understand what it's doing. Um, because again, that idea is as I, as a web developer, I have come to rely on Chrome because it is a very robust, like there's just so much you can do as a web developer when you're building a site, testing a site in Chrome. So I'm kind of locked in to most degrees. Um, but I, I also understand that the default privacy settings on Chrome are totally loose because Google wants anything goes right. So just understanding that one browser like Chrome for as good as it is, as robust as it is, is not necessarily concerned about your privacy as Apple's product, um, uh, Safari, because Apple's brand is actually to secure, you know, to, to be a little more cautious about your privacy, like understand those kind of, those kind of uh, value propositions that businesses are, are offering you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So Alan, let me give my takeaway really quickly, which is slightly different. Well, not slightly. It's uh, a little bit of a tangent, but we mentioned it earlier. Be wary of anything that you use that is free. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because when something is free, oftentimes you got to realize that company, well, a number of problems. That company has to make money somehow. And you got to be thinking, how are they making money? Are they selling my data? Or are they going to have ads, which might make a very miserable experience, right? Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. number three, just on a side, is if you use something, a product that doesn't charge you money, there's also a good chance that product won't be around, you know, come the next year or so, right? So to me, there's often three things that even though I'm cheap and I'm kind of cheap like Mike, probably not as cheap no, as Mike. definitely not. Um, <laughs> but, but when I'm looking at something and saying, hey, this one costs $2, this one is free, I often kind of say, all right, I got to be thinking, how is that one staying in business? And it's quite possible that they're just selling your data. And you are okay with it because you said okay, and I agree right when you signed up for that free app. Um, So free doesn't always mean free. And also free is not necessarily the best way to go and the most efficient way to go because you're giving up a little bit more. Yeah, again, same thing I tell my students with if if you're using something that's free, then you're what's being sold. Like you're the, you're you're the the cost. So just uh, if you can live with that, you know, like I love Google Docs, right? Uh, Right. I I mean, I love what that Mm -hmm. allows me to do. I know that that comes with a cost, right? I know, I know that that's, that's another piece of the puzzle about me is what I'm putting in Google Docs. And that's a trade-off that I'm mostly willing to, to have, right? Yeah. So it really is the game of trade-offs, understanding what you're giving up in order to get some of the benefits that you've gotten so used to with technology. The biggest thing we can arm ourselves with is knowledge and understanding and just knowing that this is how it all works and, let ourselves, like Mike said, kind of draw our own line as far as how far we're willing to go or how much we're willing to provide. I'll tell you guys. So, uh, you know, I knew going into this, this was going to be a little bit of a a downer conversation or just a (laughs) more wary, but honestly, you guys didn't even touch on the one thing and I'm going to save it for another episode because I think there's a whole nother conversation. The thing that scares me the most about the fast pace of technology these days is actually not anything we've talked about. I mean, all that concerns me. Um, 
it's more of the type of content that is being produced and available for people to consume and see um, that's being falsified or faked or deep faked oh, or deep all of this. Faked. That, oh, yeah. that yeah. to me, that uh, so I'm going to save it for a whole nother conversation because we could go another 20, 30 minutes just talking about the dangers and what to watch out for with that. But that's almost on the opposite side. Everything we're talking about now is how we protect information of ours from getting out. This is all about information coming in that can be used to deceive and manipulate and really, uh, really cause some problems. So I'm, I will say I'm, I'm deeply concerned about that. And I do want to talk about it in a future episode, but, um, yeah. Well, and we, should, though, we should do this. We should do this episode every six months or so, right. We should come Just back have a, to kind of a, where, what, which we be concerned about right now, because let's talk we spend so much time about talking about the, the positive, but yeah, that's true. We got to, we got to show some balance. So, well, I appreciate everybody sticking around and listening to this conversation. And, and, and please realize none of us had our ten full hats on. We all love technology. We're willing to, to kind of give some room to it to, to enjoy the benefits it provides. But I think Mike's got some great points. And it's all about, again, just where's your line and making sure you, you have the, you're armed with the knowledge to understand yeah. what that line should be for okay. you. So education. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Yeah, thanks Mike. Hey, it was, hey. that was enlightening and depressing. So yeah. thank you. Sorry about that. <laughs> thank you. Mike, I, I talked with your booker and it looks like I can get you for one more episode. So I'm going to go ahead and schedule that in one more. It's going to be our brother. Oh, that's the one he wants episodes. to be a part of, right? Yeah. Bits. So it's a bits yes. episode. You, <laughs> All yeah. right. Cool. If, if you can join us for our bits episode, we'd love to have you one more time. Now, after that, I can't guarantee anything. We may be swapping it out, but uh, right. definitely one more episode. If we can get you back on that. All right. Be okay. Yeah. That sounds awesome. great. I'll, I'll wait for the, All right. I'll wait for the word from my booker. <laughs> okay, All right. I'll I'll work on scheduling it right All now. Right. Thanks, and guys. We'll look forward to seeing you next week on that. Uh, for Brothers in Tech, this has been Alan and Brian Jackson. And again, uh, uh, thanks again to uh, everybody listening. Thanks again to our special guest, Mike Garachi. And uh, we uh, look forward to talking to you next time. Brian, if anybody has any thoughts they just want to share on yeah. this topic in general, how can they get a hold of us? Yep, yeah, tell us tell us your uh, your fears and uh, concerns with our technology and what keeps you up at night. And uh, send that to info at themesh.tv, info at themesh.tv email address. And uh, tell us uh, tell us some suggestions you have for new topics. We'd love to, love to hear from you. That's right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll look forward to talking to you next time on Brothers in Tech. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stay safe. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.